Hello, hello, hello. This is your boy back again for another short abstract. We are still on Bonnet Crime by Trevor Noah. I'm gonna pick from the chapter called The Second Girl. And it goes something like this. My mother took me places black people never went. She refused to be bound by ridiculous ideas of what black people couldn't or shouldn't do. She'd take me to the ice ring to go skating. Johannesburg used to have this epic drive-in movie on top of a massive mine dump outside the city. She'd take me to movies there. We'd get snacks, hang the speaker on our car window, top star head, 360-degree view of the city, the burbs, Soweto. Up there, I could see for miles in every direction. I felt like I was on top of the world. My mom raised me as if there were no limitations on where I could go or what I could do. When I look back, I realized she raised me like a white kid. Not white culturally, but in the sense of believing that the world was my oyster, that I should speak up for myself, that my ideas and thoughts and decisions mattered. We tell people to follow their dreams, but you can only dream of what you can imagine, and depending on where you come from, your imagination can be quite limited. Growing up in Soweto, our dream was to put another room on our house, maybe have a driveway, Maybe someday a cast iron gate at the end of the driveway. Because that is all we knew. But the highest rung of what's possible is far beyond the world you can see. My mother showed me what was possible. The thing that always amazed me about her life was that no one showed her. No one chose her. She did it on her own. She found her way through sheer force of will. Perhaps even more amazing is the fact that my mother started her little project, me, at a time when she could not have known that apartheid would end. There was no reason to think it would end. It had seen generations come and go. I was nearly six when Mandela was released, ten before democracy finally came. Yet, she was preparing me to live a life of freedom long below long before we knew freedom would exist a hard life in the township or a trip to the colored orphanage were the far more likely options on the table but we never lived that way we only moved forward and we always moved fast and by the time the law and everyone else came around we were already miles down the road flying across the freeway in a bright orange piece of shit Volkswagen with the windows down and Jimmy swaggered praising Jesus at the top of his lungs. People thought my mother was crazy. Ice rings and drive-ins and suburbs. These things were easy in Rosebelungo, the things of the white people. So many people, black people, internalized the logic of apartheid and made it their own. Why teach a black child things neighbors and relatives used to pester my mom? Why do all of this? Why show him the world when he's never going to leave the ghetto? Because he would say, even if he never leaves the ghetto, 
he will know that the ghetto is not the world. If that is all I accomplish, I have done enough. And I had a conversation with someone last week about this thing we call privilege. I remember the first time I heard a speech by Chimamanda Adichie. She was talking on privilege and it made me wonder. After that speech, I I had to interrogate myself and wonder what are some of the privileges that I have that I haven't yet recognized and realized. And I began pondering about what are these privileges. I looked at myself and I compared myself with other people. Often we think of privilege in the sense of of money. Having money means you're privileged. Yeah, that is one other aspect of privilege. But privilege it's a big it's a big topic on its own. I realized that I grew up in a family where my mother and father are still married to date, over 20, 26 years of marriage. So that's a stable family. That in itself is the first privilege of all. I realized I went to primary and high school. That's privilege. I realized that I managed to go to university and get a three-year qualification. That's a privilege. I realized that I grew up in Mamelodi. I grew up 15 minutes away from the CBT, from the main town. That is a privilege. I grew up in a space whereby there's about three to four universities. It's a privilege. And there are a lot of people young black people who are like me but who have grown up in different spaces than I have grown up and they have never began to dream because they don't know what to dream of they've never seen the world out there I said to my friend that you know exposure and experience is a form of privilege to know that things exist it means you are privileged you can then begin aspiring to get to those things that you have seen. I further say to her that there are people who don't know that they don't know. And for the fact that they don't know that they don't know, they cannot begin the process of going out and beginning to know. And there are people who like me, who know that they don't know. So I know that there are certain things that I don't know. Then I can easily begin the process of getting to know those things. But people who don't know that they don't know can't begin the process of learning. What would they say they are learning? Because they don't know that which they are trying to learn. So to them, the world, certain things in the world don't exist. I say to my friend that in order to to understand privilege, 
just take a trip and go to go to Santon. Santon City is known as the richest square mile in Africa. I say go to Santon. And when you get to Santon, analyze the place, analyze the things that are going around. And then move 10-15 minutes away from Santon, go to Alexandra. See what's going on around there. These are two worlds existing in one. On the other hand, it's the fleshy life, the expensive champagne, the big houses, the golf estate. On the other side, it's people who cannot make ends meet. It's people living in a shack, a family of 10 living in one shack. You know, so that is privilege to say, I have seen that there's Sentin City and I've also seen this Alexandra. And so I can begin to say, I am aspiring to be on that side because I've seen that there's a better life out there. And because you have experienced, you have been exposed to what exists, you're able to choose to say, I don't want to be part of this. I want to go that side. Privilege. So the biggest task we have and the biggest challenge we have as black people is that we have not yet seen the world and we cannot begin to aspire to things that we don't know exist. And the justice that we must do to our kids is to learn the different things that exist in the world. Even if you don't get to those levels, but we can tell them we can tell them and say, My son, yeah, as much as you see the Toyota Corolla, someone out there is driving a four million car. There's a Lamborghini, there's a Ferrari. And so the child grows up knowing. Yes, I see a Toyota every day, but I know there's something far better off than this one. And I can begin to aspire for that. And so we need to, we need to expose our kids to the things that are out there in the world so they can begin to think about getting there. Our environments are limiting. And we dream in relation to what we see. So if I see this space whereby I need to buy a car and extend my house to four room, and that's all that I've ever seen, I cannot even begin to think about living in a double-story house that has a pool, that has a jacuzzi, that has one, two, three, one, two, three, because that, that world to me doesn't exist. You know, and what Numbuiselo did, the best thing he did was to expose Trevor to the things that exist in the world. To say, my son, this is not reserved for white people. You, you two can go ice, ice skating. You two can go and see movies. It's not reserved for them. And so he grew up in a world of possibilities, and the. 
the walls of limitations were broken because he got experienced and exposure to those things and hence now it's no by surprise that he's living in the u.s and running the daily show you know the mother opened up doors he showed him what could be and i hope we meet on the next episode Ciao. remember we are using books as a foundation to start conversation with ourselves and a conversation with the world out there on how things ought to be or on how things can be improved do subscribe and enjoy <laughs>